Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yay Networks. Welcome to The Dead Life. Here's world-renowned medium, Alison Dubois. This week on The Dead Life, we'll be talking about missing loved ones during the holidays and how to connect with them. This time of year revolves around family and friends. The older we get, the more empty chairs we have around the table. We can't live forever. Our bodies have expiration dates, but we can enjoy the ride while honoring our loved ones who are here in spirit. As you decorate your tree or light the menorah, it's healthy to savor the moment while remembering holidays from the past. Every day of the year will be someone's birth date and someone's death date. That can't be avoided. But whether it's a happy day or sad day, we're all visited by emotions from the past. Making children happy and giving them the gift of security and warmth seems to be the cornerstone of life because we're all shaped by our childhood. We learn and grow from it. When I bring through the dead, they talk about their childhood, and for those who had a beautiful one, they gush over their many fond memories with their parents, how they felt loved and special. For those who didn't have great parents or any at all, they often become the parent they wish they had, healing themselves in turn. After they die, they often say in readings, my mom or dad, and I made amends. They see the rippling effects of their actions and ask for my forgiveness. Talking about making amends after death seems important to the deceased. Many become whole for the first time in their existence through forgiveness. Adulthood is great. It's great, but childhood seems to be the magical stardust in our souls. Interwoven moments of new discoveries, first times, and creating memories with our family and friends through summer cookouts, Halloween parties, Christmas cookie exchanges, after-school playdates with the neighborhood kids, millions of moments that add up to the nexus of who you are. The people who were present in your childhood have a great impact on who you are, so when they die, you feel as though part of your childhood died. The holidays revolve around children for the most part, making that time of year extremely emotional and sentimental for us all. The holidays are reminiscent of Grandma's laugh, Uncle Joe's funny mustache, Mom's special touches, Dad dressing up like Santa, or giving your mom a big kiss after one too many cups of holiday cheer. The invaluable memories of playing with your brother and sister and all your new toys, falling asleep by the fireplace as the firelight warms your face, all wrapped up in your favorite blanket, and believing that all things are possible. If during the holidays you're missing someone close to your heart, know they're missing you too. The dead tell me in readings, heaven's not complete until you're there. Just as you can't be 100% content without them here, 
still making memories with you. So the only way to satisfy both the grieving living and the grieving dead is for you to acknowledge each other as still being part of each other's world. Show home movies, laugh with your kids or friends over photo albums as you remember the joy brought into your life by the one you hold in your heavy heart. They love it when we talk about them and pour over their pictures. They love it when we share their special signature dish with others so they can listen to the compliments fly. They're touched when you raise a glass in their honor at your family dinner while they're standing beside you, beaming with their hand on your shoulder, taking in the love. The more you include them in your family traditions, the stronger your connection to them will get, making communication more frequent. Once you're seeing their signs and starting to experience their presence, take it to the next level. Tell them they're still part of the family and you want them in your daily life. Then ask them for a visit. Establishing a relationship after someone dies is as important as being there for them in life. Next, we're going to hear from Nicole from Texas. Hi, Allison. My name is Nicole, and I'm calling from Texas. My question is around just um, people and loved ones we've passed on. Um, I know we don't see them typically after they pass, but I'm just curious if that can change over time. And if so, what is it exactly that changes that allows us to see that person? My dad passed away a couple years ago, and the day before I found out I was getting divorced, I saw him kneeling by my bedside as I woke up that morning, and then he came back later that day and was kind of playing with a child's toy, and it was like he was trying to make me laugh or lighten up the mood a little bit. So I've, I've never seen him before, so it really startled me in a, in a good way. So I was curious to see what is it exactly maybe that changes that enables us to now be able to see them. And I should add um, that you've actually talked with my dad before. He was I had a reading with you a couple years ago, and he was the one who told you he's now built to travel. So it was pretty exciting that I got to see him again, but just curious about how that works and um, how I may be able to encourage um, being able to see him sometime in the future. I realize not all the time, but maybe at some points how I can help facilitate that. So thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful, blessed Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. Well, thank you, Nicole. I actually do remember her dad because he was the only person I've ever brought through that put it quite that way, (laughs) that he was built to travel. I thought that was cute. So clearly good sense of humor. I remember that reading very well. So Anyways, to answer your question, Nicole, the reason that you were seeing him, your father, later, it was more likely that you will see them later because when they first die, you're blocked by pain. And what I mean by that is when you lose somebody, you're so raw and you're in so much pain and your your soul's really in shock that it's not that they're not around us. They have to work through other people to reach us, which is why often you'll hear friends or cousins, somebody more on the fringe of your family that will say, I had a dream about your dad, or, you know, they try and pass on a message that, that he was trying to get to you through them. So it's not that they don't love you in the beginning, that they're not communicating. It's really our problem. We're the problem. When we're in that much pain, we're inaccessible to them. They can be around us. They can 
try and soothe us, but we're in so much pain that they know the healing has to start first before they can ever reach us. So I find it more often than not, and I had that with my dad. It took me four years for me to be able to see my own father. I had to have another medium bring him through, and I brought her dad through. So we kind of did it in trade, but um, it's it's typical. So it's not just um, you, Nicole. This is This is everybody that this happens to, and it has to do with the depth of your love for your dad. You're, you're, so you're more likely to see him later when you need him, um, especially the fact that you were going through a divorce. He knew that you needed to know he was there for you then. So you'll see them work harder to make their presence known in that moment. Also, your focus of pain was more on losing the marriage at that time, and you'd had some time to grieve your father and to maybe heal a little bit. So while your focus is on and your pain is is pointed towards the loss of, of the relationship and the marriage, um, he's not the one making you feel bad. Your ex is. <laughs> so he's like, I, you know, I'm not going to make it worse by showing her myself or for presenting myself in her life. Now is when she does need me. And his timing, I'm sure, was perfect and that you needed to know that your dad was taking care of you, keeping an eye on you telling you not to take, you know, things too seriously. These things happen in life. And by him playing with the the child's toy to try and make you laugh was his way of trying to connect with you on that father-daughter level of when you were little, he knew how to make you feel better. And now that you're grown, he was trying to connect with you in that same sort of way because you're still his little girl. And that's his way of really saying, you'll always be my little girl. I'll always be here. Um, but I'm glad to know that your dad was able to be there for you in such a pivotal time. And I wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday and a happy new year. So thank you, Nicole from Texas. I'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. 2020 has been a challenging year to say the least. There's so much going on around the world. It can leave even the most centered person feeling a little confused and depressed. Many of my listeners have reached out to me not knowing how to navigate their day-to-day life, especially people who live alone during this lengthy pandemic. No one to listen to them. No caring voice to help get them through the holidays. Ask yourselves, what's interfering with your happiness? I can't be there 24-7 for so many in need of guidance, but my friends at BetterHelp can. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. Everything you share with your therapist is confidential. You can start communicating in less than 24 hours. Another benefit is that it's more affordable than traditional counseling. This service is available for clients worldwide and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses from your professional counselor who's there to guide you through your mental fog, making your life's path more clear. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com deadlife. Join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health Again, that's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P dot com slash deadlife. They're better help here for you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Next, we're going to hear from Charlie from Arizona. Hi, Allison. Uh, my name is Charlie. You did a reading for me about a year ago. I'm deeply grateful you put me in contact with my son who passed away. And um, I was listening to the podcast about pets, and uh, and it said that if you had um, experienced any ghosts in the house, to go ahead and give you a ring. So I'm giving you a ring. Um, since I since you put me in contact with my son Isaac, um, I had asked him for a sign. And um, he now turns the light on in the laundry room, which is a motion sensor. And so whenever I just say, you know, hey, Isaac, are you there? Sometimes the the laundry light just pops on, and I just know it's him. And that's how he tells me he's around, which is really, really cool. I'm so happy I'm in contact with him. It's great. And uh, it's kind of funny because now my cat will kind of watch the laundry room, and he he knows he's there. He can just sense it, and it's really fun to watch the whole little thing. So I'm deeply deeply grateful. Thanks a million. Um, I'll continue to watch the, I mean, listen to the podcast. Thanks. Well, thank you, Charlie. Um, Losing a child, in my opinion, hardest loss a person could go through. Now, one of my favorite signs is when the pets are able to sort of tell us and they'll look at us like, you idiot, don't you see them? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny to watch their faces because they'll dart their eyes from nothing, seemingly nothing in the corner to you just and then back to what's not there. In other words, don't you see them? Don't you see, you know, and I think that animals know that we can't see them you know, the other side that we don't see um, spirits the way they do or as easily as they do, but they don't really understand why we can't (laughs) is is kind of the vibe I get from them. So the fact that Charlie's um, pet can let her know that Isaac's around is great. And also, um, if you have deceased pets, your living pets will let you know when they're around as well, because the pet that died is often territorial and you'll see the the new pet sort of fall in line and not lay in the place that your deceased animal had laid before because they are still quite territorial over their homes and their, their um, mom or dad in the house. So the light in the laundry room is great and I'm glad that she gets it because there's a lot of people out there that say, why don't they send me a sign? And usually the person who died will pull out all the stops sending signs in the beginning. But if you're just thick as a brick and you don't get it and you're dismissing their signs or you're challenging them to give you a sign that is um, 
irrefutable and you're making it more of an academic process rather than an emotional one, they get a little frustrated and they wait for you to evolve as a person and in spirit, in your soul, um, to a point where you understand the process better, that it's an emotional connection that we have to them and that, um, you know, the signs they've been giving have been there all along. It's just a matter of, of us paying attention or accepting it. Some people say, I want to sign more than anything, but then they'll, they just explain it away. Can you imagine the frustration if you're the person that died and somebody says, well, make, you know, make the light blink on and off and you do. And they go, "Mm, I don't know, that could have been. And then you try and explain it away after a while, they're going to stop doing that for you. So I'm glad that Charlie knew it was her son when he turned the light on for her and that that's his way of saying, you know, he's still in her life. He's still in the home. Um, Children who pass, even if they're, you know, young adults, often still like to hang out on your couch and watch you run around in all the chaos of your life. Um, The teenagers will sit there with a bowl of cereal They'll even name the cereal and readings that was their favorite. And I just find it funny how present the deceased are in our homes. And maybe if you could see them, and I know we say, oh, we really want to see them. I miss them. But some, if you could see them, would you get pulled into their world? Would you stop wanting to leave the house um, because you want to be around your mom and your dad who died or your children, you know, who, who preceded you in death? It would change the order of life and how it's supposed to be. So it's great that we can sense them. That's your soul recognizing their soul. And it's great that we get the signs and even catch glimpses of them. Um, And then some of us like me can, can see them. It, if you had them in your life, in your house, you would fail to live. You would just stay in that space So it's important for them to sort of hold their energy back and say, if you're going to, if you're going to want to live in my world with me and disconnect from other living people, I don't want to pull you into that place because that's actually a place that's sort of um, can pull you into a depression, which isn't good. Um, And it's not that they don't want to interact with us. They do want to interact with us. They just don't want to affect your life in a way that you stop trying to make connections with living people. That's all. So once they've established, as Charlie's son Isaac has, that his mom can in a healthy way communicate with him or acknowledge his presence, he'll send her more signs. He'll be more present. He'll come through in dreams. He'll he'll step it up a little knowing that his presence is something that doesn't take her to a dark place but actually lifts her up that she's as much as she still misses him. And I could hear the grief in her voice. Her voice was still, you know, quivering and as would mine be because I mean, what, what a lot to go through for, for Charlie. And I, my heart goes out to her. Um, But she's got such a healthy soul and a healthy state of mind that Charlie's son really knows that communication is a good thing in her life and that she's still going to make connections with other living people. So if you can find that balance in your life between the person who died and staying very present amongst the living, you'll get more communication from the other side. 
So it's um, if you're in a depression, though, it's really hard for them to connect with you and reach you. And if you're on medication, it's even harder. So if you're taking um, pills to check out or Xanax, don't be surprised if you're not getting healthy communication because the part of your brain that they can connect to and your emotions shut down, you become more numb on some medications. So they can't communicate to you on an, emo- on an emotional level. And that's a problem. So you do have to have the right circumstances for communication to um, go well. And usually that's being in a quiet place, clearing your mind, putting up a picture of the person that you lost uh, when they were happy, usually at a younger age if they died when they were older, and telling them that you're ready for a visit. So it's just a matter of making the environment and the energy right in order to connect with them and to drop your agenda running. Agenda running is the surefirest way to not have communication with them. So some tips and word to the wise. Thank you, Charlie in Arizona. Now we're going to hear from Carol from Amherst, Ohio. Hi, my name is Carol from Amherst, Ohio. And on your recent podcast, you had something about What do you do in the holidays to honor those that have transitioned? One of the things that I like to do is to make my mom's keepleys or my grandma's gingerbread cookies. I feel that sometimes they're with me while I'm doing that. And um, The other thing that I like to do is at the beginning of the year, we bless the house, and I put the names, the initials of all the people that have passed on the doorway with the three kings so that they always know they're invited into my home. So I really enjoy your podcast, Allison, and um, thank you very much. Bye. I I love what Carol um, does. I've never heard that. Put the names of and the initials of all the people that have passed on the doorway of her home so that they know that they're invited. I mean, that would be something that the deceased would actually really like. Um, the fact that she's cooking some of the traditional family dishes absolutely would make her grandma and her mom happy. Um, So what are you going to do in your house for the holidays? You know, we have our own traditions that Joe and I came up with, you know, that you grew up with where you open one Christmas present on Christmas Eve. We always put an orange in stockings uh, for good health. When I make my green apple chestnut stuffing, For Christmas, obviously, that's a big favorite of my girls, and I am sure they're going to spend a lifetime trying to match it, which will be great. I hope it gets passed down for a long, long time. So we all have the traditions that we enjoy for whatever holiday that you're celebrating at whatever time of year, and all of it's special, all of it's what matters in life, and it's the time that we're the happiest and the, mo- and the most stressed, by the way, uh, trying to get everything on the table and making sure everybody's happy and then cleaning up after them. And it's a real process, but that's the magic the dead talk about. Those are the moments that they say are their versions of heaven. So when you're slaving over the stove cooking um, for you know your family, please keep in mind you're helping them to create a version of their heaven and you're creating one of your own. It's all very important to, to do and to, to, to bother with 
to take to go to the trouble of doing it. And you know, when I when I'm cooking and I'm I've got sweet potatoes smeared across my apron and I feel like a hot mess by the time dinner rolls around. I I still take in the moment knowing that this is what really matters and that my daughters, our daughters are going to remember Joe and I when we're not here and sitting down at the table that night and how it, it mattered to them, how life was different, maybe how carefree they were because they were so young and they'll sort through the various holidays that we've all had together. And I love that. I feel so fortunate to be able to do that with my family. And I'd love to hear some of your recipes or traditions that you share with your families as well. I know that the deceased often will come through and say, don't forget to put my ornament on the tree. So if you have an ornament for a loved one who's passed, don't forget to put it up. They do pay attention to that. It does mean something to them. And they love it when you tell great stories of them from the past and what you imagine they're doing right now as you celebrate with your family, which I think most of you know they're right there with you. So save them a chair, do something to let their presence be known and they'll do something for you that night to let their presence be known. Don't be afraid of it. Don't, you know, the, the knocking in the walls, the creaking in the hall, they're not trying to be creepy. They're just moving around like we do. So, you know, a lot of you draw your idea of the other side from scary movies, but they're actually very cool. They come through sarcastic and funny and, um, they're hilarious and they're loving and they're warm and they worry about you still and they're younger. They revert to a younger age. Um, some of them will be in a 1962 Christmas party around the holidays because that's their version of heaven and where there's jello molds and all kinds of things that we don't often see now so much. Um, whatever it is, whatever your your perfect holiday is, I guarantee you it includes love and your favorite people. And for those of you that can't be with somebody that you love this year because they're far away or, you know, they're in quarantine, you know, Zoom Zoom goes a long way. So don't think that it won't be appreciated if you are to were to set that up for them. Send them some holiday cookies. Do something to let them know that they're not alone. And um, I know I sent some cranberry chocolate chip cookies to a friend of mine who just lost his wife uh, recently. So think about the people that won't be making a memory necessarily with loved ones this year and try and include them in some small way, some token that you can send them or a call letting them know that they matter in your life. So thank you, Carol from Amherst, Ohio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. 2020 has been a challenging year to say the least. No shortage of stress or drama for sure. What I know to be true is that in tough times, if you do your best to stay focused and constructive in your life, you won't just weather the storm, but you can come out more resilient with a greater sense of purpose. Between all of my readings every week, finishing my sixth book, and taking care of our three daughters and their highly dramatic lives, I needed a meditation session. So I downloaded the Headspace app. 
My husband Joe and I tried the three-minute meditation session. Our instructor had an incredibly soothing voice. And in three minutes, we found ourselves centered, relaxed, and more focused in just three minutes. People often don't know where to begin when it comes to meditation, but most people agree that they think it could help them to manage their stress. If you need help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions for you that their members swear by. Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. I wish I had this app when I was raising three teenage girls. Parents out there, you know what morning chaos looks like. I love the idea of morning meditation. What a great way to teach your children how to center themselves when they're stressed, a tool they'll use throughout their lives. Headspace's meditation app has been downloaded more than 60 million times. If you're ready to do something to improve your enjoyment of life and take control of your well-being, then the Headspace app could quickly become your best friend. You deserve a happier life, and Headspace's meditation app can help you to live more positively with peace of mind. Headspace is meditation made simple. Just go to headspace.com slash deadlife. That's headspace.com slash deadlife for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditation for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash deadlife today. You've got nothing to lose and peace of mind to gain. So I've been talking about how we can honor the dead during the holidays. I think while I was talking to my husband, Joe, who's sitting here with me today, um, thank you for Hi. being here. No problem. Um, not that you have a choice because you live here, but thank you. And so I was talking to him about traditions that uh, we love during the holidays. And our traditions seem to keep coming back to food. And for the dead, they talk about dishes they made and wanting you to make those for them during the holidays still. And we touched on that a little bit. But I think an angle that maybe we didn't look at is things we can do now for our kids and our grandkids or, or any family member, someone that you love, to leave them with part of us. Um, we won't be here forever. You know, I mean, I'm sure I'll haunt some people and mess with some skeptics, but, you know, physically, eventually we've got to go. So for our children, my husband and I, started talking about our recipes and we started putting together a book. So I had fun doing it. It's a little stressful and it makes you hungry, but we just spent a whole day doing something that they'll keep for a lifetime. So what did you think of putting no, it together? It, 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 and you're absolutely right. It, it makes you very hungry and, and you want to have 16 <laughs> dishes for dinner. But uh, no, I, I loved it because each one of the recipes, if it was the, the noodley salad or the 70s chicken or mm -hmm. um, any, of the, any of these things that we've eaten a eaten hundred times, but I, I would remember the our girls being uh, little toddlers and, and learning how to grab a spoon with that dish that we still make today. And and having it, like you said, as a tradition, um, is wonderful. So, so hopefully, when they in in years from now, when we come back to haunt them, they will they will entice us with these dishes 
uh, because they know we won't won't be able to resist. I, you know, the beauty of it for me is I hear the gripes from the dead where they're like, where are my jewelry? I left it to you so you can enjoy it. I left it to you so you could feel connected to me. And if you're not going to wear it, melt it down and make something you like and wear it, it still carries my energy. So the thing that seems to be a problem is, and I, I used to complain about this when I was a young mom, how mothers and grandmothers would say, yeah, just a dash of that, just a little of this. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Like specifically write it down, like what measurement? And I didn't really understand that until I became her. And when I was going through my spaghetti recipe, the girls, my youngest, Sophia said, well, exactly how much do you put of that in the sauce? And I said, just like a splash, you know, just a splash. And she's like, a big splash, a little splash. I was like, I don't know, a splash. I guess I could measure it so that you'd know. But, and I did. So they need specifically to know what we're putting in it. And then as I was looking at my recipes over the year, and Joe knows this, there'd be an ingredient missing or a measurement of an ingredient missing. And he'd say, well, don't you put something else in it? Or, you know, how much of that do you put in it? And I'd say, you know, I've made this like a million times. No, they don't know. You have to write it down. <laughs> no, no it, and it's true. The uh, The recipes were, were from the heart and they were not scientific. <laughs> no, and all of our recipes evolved throughout our children's lives. When I met Joe, I didn't cook. I made Kool-Aid wrong. I, I thought sugar was already in it. I didn't know. So, I mean, I was really new to the whole domesticated game. And over the years, especially when you have kids, you want them to eat and have the best. And so I started making everything because I figured I could do it better than what we were getting in some restaurants. And, and you do. I and, can well, attest to that. Thank you very much. And so over the years... They evolved. We perfected the recipes, and now I'd rather eat my cooking than anybody else's, which I need. I know that sounds terrible and maybe a little um, egotistical, and I'm sorry if it comes off that way, but I'm such a picky eater. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really like onions, as you know. Mm -hmm. I don't like the consistency of them. Don't try and hide them in something. I'm going to find it. I don't like them. So in my recipes, I left things out of them that little kids hated because I eat like a five-year-old. So I knew how to make it so that our girls would, would enjoy it. And any little kid could come over to eat with our kids. And I know that they'd like it because I eat like a five-year-old. So all of the recipes just sort of took on their own life over the years. And it was nice to know that our girls really wanted to, to be able to make them, them themselves. And, and you know what else was a lot of fun with doing this? Besides, you know, we did get to to reflect and look back and reminisce mm -hmm. uh, is that to make a really good cookbook, you want a photo of each one of those dishes. Yeah. So we had to make every single dish. Uh, I know. At Poor least us. once. And then one <laughs> a few times we made them and forgot to get a picture COVID of them. COVID-15. There it is right there. It's, it's for the love of the children. So yeah, that was fun. You want a picture so they know what it's supposed to look like. So mm -hmm. the picture isn't to say, look at how great I cook. It's to say, hey, child, what you made doesn't look anything like this. You need to go back and look again. You didn't make it quite right. Well, and and well, and the little things like when you put it in a disposable pan instead of a, a, a you know, ceramic pan so that it's easier to do dishes. Right. 
but other things like these are on our plates with our silverware right. and they, they'll see those and they'll remember them and it'll, it'll, you know, it's more special. It'll, it's more special. It's sentimental and it's what ties them to us. And, uh, you know, after you pass away, after, after we pass away, they're going to be making my green apple chestnut stuffing. And if they give that mm. recipe to anyone, they're going to hands, they're going to answer to me. I'm going to move all their jewelry. I'm going to hide it. They'll never find it again. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, the lasagna, the the dead love coming through, seeing you make those things mm-hmm. because you miss them. And it just, it really warms their soul. And I want to be able to do that with our kids and to, to be able to say, you know, wow, I think they love us. <laughs> I think they might miss us a little mm-hmm. bit. And for when they're sad and they're feeling that grief and that void from missing us that, you know, maybe they sit there a little bit sadly eating a lemon cheesecake that the recipe came out of <laughs> our, our recipe book. Um, but you know what? It's going to make them feel better. It's going to perk up their spirits because you can't help it. It's sugar. It's fresh lemon. What are you going to do? You're going to smile because it's sunshine. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and you know, all the recipes don't have to be difficult. Some of them are you know, call up our favorite pizza place and get pineapple jalapeno pizza. And that's, you know, some people might not say that's a recipe, but that's a recipe. Okay. Yeah, that's our thing. We do the thin crust jalapeno pineapple sun devil pizza. We love mm-hmm. that. Um, but you have football sandwiches. Well, with that, you have to and, make from scratch. And they try and figure it out on their own. You can they wouldn't figure it out. So we're very proud. We spent the day putting together every recipe from the last 27 years of our life together with pictures for our children. And we're going to print them in triplicate and give them to them for Christmas. Wait, wait, wait. What about ours? We got to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because if something happens to me, there's ingredients missing out of my cookbook and you wouldn't know how to make it. (laughs) So we probably should have a spare one for, for the hubby there for just, just in case, you know, I don't think I'm going anywhere, but that's the insurance policy right there. It's the food porn that my husband will need to get through the rest of his life. (laughs) You're welcome. So as you're thinking about things you can do for your kids or grandkids, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Go put together some of your favorite recipes. um, Make the, make the dishes, take the pictures off your phone, shutterfly them off, put a book together. We just called ours Dubois uh, family traditions or family recipes. We put our wedding picture on the front. I wrote a little poem for in the book for the girls, just so they know um, how much we love them. And I think it's a great idea. So while you're honoring the dead this holiday season, try honoring the living who will one day miss you and do something that they'll reflect on that'll carry them through the rest of their life until they see you again. And I, I say that not in a sad, dark way. I say that in how amazing is it that you can touch the people you love after you die by doing something now that really costs nothing. It's, it's just your time and it does take some time online, but it's worth it. So think about things you can do on the sentimental level for the people you love these, this holiday season. And I hope all of you have happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, 
a happy new year. It's all about creating memories and versions of our heaven together. I know I'll be drinking some champagne with Joe at midnight New Year's Eve and uh, stealing a kiss and all the same things we've been doing over the years. And you know what? It doesn't get old. It means that you found something that works for you. So why deviate from it? So get comfortable with yourself and kick back and enjoy your family and friends this holiday season. And from my family, from me and Joe and the girls to you, have a happy holiday. If you want to have my cranberry chocolate chip cookie recipe that is absolutely divine, you can follow me on Instagram at Medium Allison. I also believe I put my pumpkin cake with the cream cheese icing there. Also, you can follow me at Facebook.com slash Medium Allison, YouTube Medium Allison, AllisonDubois.com podcast. You can find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have questions for me, you can reach me at 802-DEAD-811, 802-332-3811. I'm Allison Dubois. Thank you for joining me on The Dead Life. For all of my believers out there, don't stop believing. Join us next week on The Dead Life. And don't forget to subscribe now to get every episode sent straight to your phone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.